Welcome to the Resellers Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers, where we investigate unique categories of items being bought and sold, and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. And now the duo who'll never leave you shortchanged, it's your hosts, Russ and Mo. Howdy, folks. This is an impromptu reseller niche podcast, episode number 29. How's it going, Russ? Good, Mo. How are you doing? Good, good. And we just wanted to let you guys know up front, our connections are kind of spotty. So if we go silent for a couple seconds, just bear with us. We'll be right back. And we'll let you know when we're going off completely. But uh, today, oh, what's your topic today, Russ? Well, uh, the big one, I guess, would be eBay. You know, eBay opens coming up. Uh, eBay is making some changes, as always. You know, eBay yep. constantly has changes. And so let's look into our crystal ball yep. and tell, tell everybody where eBay's going, right? That's right. Yeah, so. that's, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we know exactly what's going to go on, when it's going to go on, and everything. I mean, no, seriously, we don't. Don't quote me on that. No. But, I mean, um, I don't even think eBay knows where they're going sometimes. No, no, especially with all the changes they've been going through. So, I mean, I guess we'll start with what everyone's talking about. There's an email circulating with, I don't know if it was an email or a picture, um, supposedly a private email about possibly eBay going into the warehousing business. Uh, eBay, I don't know what they're going to call it, uh, fulfillment by eBay or something like that, possibly. Um, I don't know if they're going to talk about that uh, maybe at eBay Open, but I think um, I I think it's an interesting thing if it happens. Um, what I was talking about with Russ earlier is that I was thinking that it's kind of a good time for them to dip their toes in because Amazon seems kind of maxed out in terms of warehousing space in the U.S. They seem to be kind of focusing on other countries now a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they're still building, right. but not like they were like five years ago. So, well, they look how much Amazon has curtailed everybody from from FBA. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about that in past episodes. That Amazon, you know, they they they're moving towards private label, and that's what everybody in the industry feels that. Yeah, and I think that's that's perfect. Actually, a perfect segue to what my next point was. I think with eBay. I mean, sorry, with Amazon, I think it is May or beginning of June, they're really cutting down on what you can, their inventory uh, dashboard, if you've looked at it lately, um, they're really trying to cut down on what stuff stays in there and how long it stays in there for. Uh, I've had a bunch of stuff that I've been pulling recently, and I think there's a deadline. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's May or June, and they want they're going to increase their prices again like they do every year, but it's going to be even more than normal. So I think it's a good opportunity for every other company, including eBay, to kind of say, you know what, these guys look like they're focusing, like you said, private label, wholesale, and fast-moving items um, yeah. only. So um, the, the, the items that um... – Right, fast moving utilitarian items. Yep. The the that kind of stuff. I think gone are the days. It's still you can still send it in. I mean, look, they curtailed books. They curtailed um, 
nerfs they curtailed legos i mean they just you know Oh, every every category you can see now there's yeah. still a lot of, i don't want to say walk away completely from amazon there's still a lot of categories you can fba that that are ungated then then what it uh was it fall last year right before winter they ungated a bunch of like grocery and stuff like that and like a bunch more people yeah it's kind of weird it's the ungating isn't so much the issue anymore as the branding is uh, right. it's like you can get ungated like I forget, I was looking up some toys that I was scanning last Q4, and I was gated. And then I'd go home and I'd go and I'd ungate myself on certain like Barbie dolls, Mattel stuff, and all this. And then you can send it in, but that doesn't mean that somewhere down the line they're not going to come back and say you, you know, you can't sell this. Right. So I think Amazon's kind of said, yeah, you can send it in. I can't guarantee that the owner of the brand's not going to say something though. You know, it, and if eBay does go to that, you know, let's let's kind of just look at uh, the good, good and the bad of something like that, Mo. The good is um, we can send in our death piles. We can send in stuff. Those of us that have done FBA would be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be like no brainer, man. Just go out and get more stuff and get, you know, get that shipped in. The the to me, the bad side of it is, is. Amazon has done that and proven that it's it's a model that works, but you can't. It's not a sustainable model. Yeah. Um, now, that talks about growth. You know, Amazon is largest company in the world right now, or them and Apple go back and forth. You know, eBay is what number twenty-eight. It's yeah, it's in the top there. I mean, it's probably top thirty. Yeah, like you said. Um, so it's not at the volume that eBay. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I think e-commerce sites, it's up there. But if you're talking about overall, non-e like everything else, then yeah, top thirty, yeah, I'd say. They're not. They're not near that. So, and uh, a question we've always talked about on eBay because both of us came from a technical background was: can they technically handle something like that? Um, yeah, you're you're looking at so you know we look at software. They've they've only had a couple upgrades to the to the core of their software in the past couple of years. Yep. Uh, and when they do something, I, I eBay's IT department is extremely lacking in my. In my I, I I always got the sense that they have an infrastructure that they want to build on slowly. They don't want to make giant overhauls of any kind ever. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, they'll take uh, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Um, I mean, uh, let's be honest. We kind of hit them like if they're, I mean, we've all called in and said, you know what, this isn't working. Uh -huh. You know, eBay's been down for the last four hours or something like that, you know. So, I mean, I, I can't wow. imagine the work it would take to have a giant overhaul of a system, you know, something like that. And it's getting into something that eBay's never done before. Yeah, they they've never shipped. You know, the shipping is on mm -hmm. us on eBay. So they they've never done any shipping. They've never done any logistics on that aspect. Yeah. Um, so this is a, this would be a, a new a new thing to them. Yeah, I mean, they had the I don't even know how to describe them. Like if you've ever seen that old movie, like the forty uh, old version, the eBay stores. Uh, I think they called it. You know, um, franchise stores. Yeah, I never ever went in one. I saw them pictures of them, um, but I don't think um, 
I think there there's rumors about those coming back, but kind of adjusted slightly for maybe maybe they're going to warehouse some stuff. I could see eBay kind of going in that way in the sense that they're not going to um, um, haul you know uh, out overhaul giant warehouse space like Amazon is, you know, you know, right. 50,000 square foot warehouses all over the country. I just don't see that happening. Um, well, it, it kind of, kind of the same lines. Think about where Walmart's going. Yeah. You know, Walmart is going more and they're, they're, they've got jet, they're, they're attacking uh, Amazon. Walmart has those small warehouses in every town. And Walmart, it's, it's interesting. They, uh, I don't know if they're doing this around the country completely, but, uh, they shut down. I don't know if they shut down all the Sam's Clubs or just some of them. And I've heard that they're using those Sam's Clubs as fulfillment for uh, their website. Or, I hope they don't. I hope they haven't shut them all down because ours is. We, we just got our club membership. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oops. All right. And they haven't shut them all down then. <laughs> no, no. They're not shutting them down. Uh, but right, you know, because there's now they have started shutting down Walmarts over the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went to at least three so, or four that shut down. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that that could be that type of space that they have, um, and it's and it's there. It's in the neighborhood. They can drop it off right from their warehouse. Yeah, right there. And I'll start a rumor right now. Uh, what happens to all that space that Toys R Us owns right now? I mean, uh, uh, I mean, I, it, I, yeah, they might not own it all though, but. Yeah, it get, goes back. It just becomes dead space, like Circuit City, or what was was it Circuit City? Yeah, Circuit City. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> Circuit the warehouse. City. Yeah. Uh, uh, how many others are there? Uh, but there's too many. But yeah. Yeah. Too uh, many. Just big box space that's dying. Yes. Did you happen to catch Gary, uh, Gary V talking about um, uh, Toys R Us? No, I, I haven't caught him recently. I, it was so good, you know, because everybody was like, man, you know, if you remember back in the day, Toys R Us was one of the first companies that partnered with Amazon. Oh, okay. And um, Gary V said, the reason Toys R Us shut down is not because of the online. It's not because of anything other than they were not innovative. And he named off like three or four things they could have done. They could have become the Lego capital in every city they're in, where they have these big Lego events. They could have become a gamer capital, yeah, a, a gamer a gamer place where they, you know, a new game comes out, you have a big contest, you got. And I was like, yeah, they're right. They just sat on their laurels, yeah, and, and they became the next mm -hmm. blockbuster. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine trying to pay those. Um, I mean, the electricity employees, those stores were so big. And I heard a lot of the Babies R Us sucked a lot of money out of the Toys R Us, too. Um, and some of them are like the double stores. It's like one next to the yeah. other. Um, and then inventory. You know, they're, they're buying, of course, it's all racked. A lot of it's rack jobbed. But, yeah, yeah, just the inventory. Just Then you start talking about um, when you get into healthcare in a company, this is one of the things that, that's hurting companies like that. You know their their healthcare costs go up and up and up, but then they have people that, if they have retirement systems, that healthcare cost grows every year. Yeah. Until they can, in, unless they force them over to, uh, to uh, Medicare Medicaid. So. 
Yeah, yeah. I can't. All of those costs combined, I couldn't imagine trying to. I mean, and plus, I heard about their uh, their backlog in terms of paying back the inventory oh, to God. like Hell yeah. and Hasbro and people like that. They were backed up a couple of years or something like that. <laughs> And yeah. they weren't getting the inventory because they still owe from the previous year or something like that. Uh, I net, just next six forty would not be a good net on your credit rating. No. So, no. But, uh, but you know, another thing I'm thinking about with eBay as we're as we're kind of talking about what they're doing, and you know, what have you heard about um, anymore? Now I've been out of the loop for a while, so it's taking me a while to catch up on this one. Is that um, the guaranteed shipment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's they're still pushing it. I think there's it's a still a big thing. Uh, you talking about guaranteed returns? No, no, the guaranteed three day. It's going to be at your doorstep. Oh, in three gotcha, days. Gotcha. I think it's still early days with that. To be honest, I got the email on it. I I literally was um, I applied for it. Um, I don't know if I applied for it. I was it was I was automatically it was applied for me maybe six weeks or a month ago. And then about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I got an email saying, a lot of people got this email saying, you've been introduced or you're now part of the guaranteed program. So I've not, I don't even know if I've had a shipment that's actually used it yet. I, I know there's start, I, I don't remember the exact start date of, of it, but it said later on. Yeah. I want to say May. So, but don't oh, yeah. To be continued about that one. Oh, be, yeah. It, it's, yeah. and it's, you know, and this is something that you got to hand it to eBay in one aspect is they they do try things. Um, they will come up with some new programs. They will come up things from the seller standpoint. They they came up with the sponsored um, last year. They they kind of played with our uh, some some of our discounts, some of our you know some of our fees we have to pay. Yeah, they're they and. The minute that happened, I was really concerned about like what, where they're going, what they're up against, you know, how much money do they make? Um, and then you start realizing sometimes they can, you know, it's, it, it's about the buyers. We all know that. But you Okay. I think we lost Russ there for a second, but I think what he was saying was, uh, eBay's got an interesting, um, their plan isn't um, a one tier plan, it's a multiple tier plan. And I was talking about this uh, with him earlier. Uh, what I think about what eBay is doing, especially when, and when Russ comes back, I'll ask him about this too. Um, they have their new um, programs for beginning sellers and for, I, think, I don't know what they call them, epic sellers or elite sellers basically people that list a hundred thousand items or more. And I think that um, you can see their mindset. They're like setting up for people that are starting to use eBay and that are like big established brands. And Hey Russ, I was just, uh, I was just saying that um, we were talking about this uh, a little bit earlier um, to add to what you were saying with eBay, they have, there are two new rollout programs the other ones that they came out with um, recently, the I think I forget what they call it, the Elite Program for stores with like a hundred thousand items. Uh, it's basically for right. like, I don't know, giant brands. 
and then the complete opposite. You've got the beginner program. I forget, I don't know if it's 50 items or less than 100 items, something like that. So what I'm thinking is that they're in their mindset, they have uh, two main people to focus on rather than one. And it's guys that have never used eBay or guys that wouldn't consider using eBay because they thought eBay wasn't good enough for them. The complete opposite right. side of the spectrum, right? So, you know, like, exactly. you know, yes, jeans or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's and, and kudos to them for reaching out, trying, trying different things or trying to get more target, get the, you know, they did the big advertising campaign. Um, but when you start digging into eBay and realizing some of the numbers that come out, eBay has two billion in reserve right now. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Uh, now they are a for-profit industry, so I'm okay with having them that. But dang, you know, two billion in reserve. Cut the little guy a little break. You know, don't don't cut my fees. Don't yeah. cut my discounts. <laughs> it, it's funny. It's funny you say that because what I'm thinking, I don't know. This is just my the way I think. The fact that they they kind of push the beginner sellers and the super elite sellers to, and they haven't done, I mean, not that they haven't done anything, but, but they haven't changed or added programs for someone that has, I don't know, a thousand items. They haven't added a 1500 or a 2000 or a 5,000, something like that. Right. The most right. like, the guy that consistently right. sells two, three grand a month. Yeah. I'm thinking they're thinking that those guys are going to stay here. They're going to, they need us. The new guys don't know about us, and the big guys we want to attract attract them. Right. So we're going to focus on here and here, and the guys in between will just have to either catch up, or you know, they're trying to become one of the big guys, which is that, nearly impossible. Is that the you know the the mentality of like our government, where just yes. work off the backs of the middle people? It's kind you know, of unfortunate, that, yeah. but yeah, yeah, kind of the same kind of the same thing. Um, you know, have you looked at have you looked at uh, eBay stock lately? Not recently, no. Not recently. It's leveling out, or it's it's climbing just a tad. But you know, you're only talking. It's at thirty six, uh, right around thirty six, thirty five. Been running around there. You know what Amazon's at right now? A lot higher than that. Uh, yeah, fourteen hundred. Jeez. I heard that just dropped to fourteen hundred, right? Recently, or yeah, something. it's 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 had had a little dip after the uh, after you know the Washington's kind of zeroed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And they so okay, so take those two stocks, um, take the fifteen-year history or seventeen-year history now. Amazon stock in October of two thousand one was at five dollars. Oh wow! And eBay stock and. October of 2001 was around 2022. So that kind of shows you how, you know, you, your big investors or your, your people that found now keep in mind, there was a split. Um, there was an eBay split when PayPal happened. So there was yeah. a stock, there was one of, um, I think at 2,300 to a thousand, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember the exact numbers, but there was a stock split, but yet look at those two numbers and see and you know sometimes you can gauge how a company's doing and what a company is doing by seeing the stock numbers over a very long time because then people aren't investing into that company it's true so it kind of shows you that 
in the tech world, you know, the, the techies, okay, eBay's out there. They don't, it's not a blue chip, so to speak. Yeah. So go look at Etsy. Etsy's a relatively new stock. They're outperforming eBay right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting, though. I, I, didn't, I, I, I need to look into that more because that, that makes a lot of sense, um, especially with, you know, if you talk about companies that acquire companies like Amazon likes to do. Yeah. You expect it's kind of going the opposite way of eBay in a sense. So you said they're splitting. Amazon uses every single dime they've got to expand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so where, so what, so where's eBay going? Like we said, we don't know. Nobody don't. knows. No, no, but I, I guess one thing we could maybe uh, speculate on is if they were to warehouse, what would be in those warehouses? What types of items would they prefer? Right. Are they? They're going to have to curtail it because I'll start sending in every every. Uh, I think we all would. <laughs> yeah, every every TV I can find. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling that it, they will kind of model Amazon. It's the Amazon effect, like everyone says. Yeah. And they'll and you know I forget who's maybe multiple people have said this that most of the stuff that actually sells on eBay is newer stuff or the majority of stuff. So yeah, my question is for anyone that sells used anything, especially clothing, which is a huge market on eBay, is that going to kind of become like a, a merchant fulfilled on Amazon? You know, I mean, it's basically what we're doing already anyway, but, right. you know, but the question is like with FBA, there was a premium put on that. Like, oh, it's an FBA item. It's faster. You get it faster. They bump it up in the rankings. It's yep. more visible you know, you can get more money for it. So that vintage concert t-shirt maybe isn't worth as much anymore. I don't know. You know what yeah, I mean? So that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Nope. Lost in there for a second. But yeah, my point to that was that I, I, first, first of all, I don't think uh, eBay is going to shell out money for warehouses. They're going to partner up with somebody, um, or maybe multiple somebody's like they already have partners with uh, with FedEx, Kinkos, uh, not for warehousing but for shipping. Uh, they're going to partner up with somebody else, maybe big sellers. I don't know. They have their own warehouses and just kind of use that warehousing space. But because of that, they're going to have limited space. And if they were to do this, and this is all hypothetical, we're assuming that they're going into the warehousing game, but we don't even know that. But if they were, then I think it's all going to be new, new goods. Uh, they'll have a list of items at first, maybe that they want you to send in. I don't know. Um, they always promote. They, you know, they always send you a list of items that they think you should sell anyway. I think they'll kind of piggyback off that, and then. So I was just saying that, uh, adding to what you were saying, of just that the warehousing space that they get is probably since they're probably not going to buy it. Uh, in this hypothetical situation we're talking about, um, they're probably going to only have new items in there, I'm assuming. Um, and possibly only like uh, very hot selling items, like brand new video games and, you know, brand new clothing, uh, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Small, small electronics. Exactly. Yeah, but, you know, used probably would never. I mean, man, I could send them everything used. 
Yeah, and they they probably I mean they see what we see in terms of going online, reading in the forums. I'm sure they know people that you know sell on Amazon. They have all their. They're listening to oh. us right now, Mo. Yep. <laughs> I think he's yeah. They're up. I see a red light beeping over there. That's that's right. When they got it, especially uh, you know, Google's Google's telling them what we're saying. Yes, so. that is true. Cool. And every Samsung what, TV is recording us. What's up? Um, let's move on to. We talked earlier about a couple things, just some tips, techniques, anything you want to talk about. A couple items. Sure. I mean, in terms of items that uh, we think would be better to sell on eBay, or um, no, just uh, a couple, couple uh, ideas or a couple points of interest to talk about. Sure, sure. Uh, in terms of what I've been doing on eBay recently, um, I've kind of been trying to limit what I'm because I'm moving. So uh, I found a lot of items that I cannot pick up, which is you. You went through this in the last six months, uh, right? So, um, for example, what did I see today? I think I was looking at, it was like a vintage blanket or something like that. It, it was kind of, it was huge though. It was like 90 inches by 70 inches or something oh, like that. man. And it looked very cool, very 70s-ish. Um, the only thing is that now everything I pick up has to be, I has to sell really fast or it has to be right. small. So obviously this is big and heavy. And the one thing is the tag was worn. I knew this would sell, but probably in, I don't know, 60 days, 90 days. So for me, my new thing is I have to pick up light and small. It has streamlined you to do that, won't it? I mean, it, yeah. you hate it. What was the cost of the item? It wasn't much, uh, $5.99. $5.99. And what do you think you would, you would pull down? I've sold a similar blanket. Um, uh, it took two months to sell. Uh, it sold for seventy bucks, including shipping, which okay. I've heard some people say, you know, that's you know, it's an average price for that type of thing. But yeah. it, it take two, maybe two and a half months to sell. So now you've got right. You've now you've got your inventory space. You're moving, so that's going to cost you weight, gas, yeah, muscle power to, to pick that. It. Right. It, so, you know, the more stuff you were to add, so it does kind of stream behind you. So it, does it hurt when you're doing stuff like that? And you see, I can make money yes. on that, but it's going yes, to be long. Yes, it does. Take. I mean, I've been looking through like smaller bins, bins that have like little, basically electronic knickknacks, remotes, uh, video game controllers, um, right. obviously video games, but other stuff like that a lot. Um, I've, <laughs> I've been finding bigger things, to be honest, though. I mean, <laughs> It's just I don't know. That's just the way. <laughs> that's the um, run. That, that's when you yeah. When you need the small stuff, you find all the big things, right? Yep. And the second thing that's really irritating me is looking for stuff. Now I was bad with inventory to begin with, but at least I had it organized. Now since everything is in uh, a garage, it's all basically piled up. So every time I get something, I have to move things off other things. That's so tough. then every time I buy something, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to move three buckets, or three of this. And I've got like four, four levels of four buckets or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I've got some other boxes too. So, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, it's a pain. 
right now with inventory. I can't wait. I hate inventory. I can't wait to set up an inventory system like a brand new one now. I just don't have anywhere to do it. Well, you're in a good spot though, because when you do, uh, when you do eventually move, you'll you'll have that ability and that time, yeah, you know, to do it right, and then that way you can you can go. That that's something here with with now having a permanent residence. You know, we've taken one room and you know I had stuff kind of flying around. I'm like, nope, we got to organize before yeah. it gets out of control because. Uh, you know, that's something that some I heard somebody say recently was like, well, I was talking to them about resale and they said, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to find any stuff to sell. And uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I think I said that last episode. We I've never had a problem with finding enough stuff. You know, it was just but it's so cool. I found mugs at a gas station one time. So, I mean, uh, they were pretty nice. They were Budweiser mugs. I think I still have them over there, too. They were like the Stein type. They were mm -hmm. in a gas station too. I think I don't know. They didn't. They weren't their normal, like run of the mill, you know, AM PM mugs. They were like Steins. Right. I, I mean, they were overpriced. So I didn't get them, but you can find stuff anywhere. <laughs> you can. You can here in in Savannah. You can find stuff in the alley, like oh, dump, yeah. like dumpster markets does. You know, it's just like nice. And, um, Facebook chat groups now or groups. Oh yeah. They are free 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 couch free it's, it's funny you say that yesterday i was watching a show it's out of england somewhere um it's a lady i forget i think it's called like money for nothing or something like that she literally goes and she waits outside the front of recycle centers so people are driving up dumping their couches their tvs all this stuff and she goes up to them before they go in and she asks him, can I have this? Can I have that? Yeah. And oh. she like she took like what I saw, uh, two ladders. She took a Monopoly game. And I didn't watch the whole episode. But then she's going to basically redo them, sell them, and then give them money back or the profits back to the person that was donating it. That's not bad. I, I would have – I'd be hard-pressed to give those profits back if I'm doing the work. But Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure they have to sign off on something. You know. But what – but what a – yeah, what a – I mean, just go to the dump and just sit outside. Yeah. Looking for this. Yeah. Oh, it did have a big disclaimer. This is illegal. If you do this, you will be arrested. So. <laughs> <laughs> How can, isn't that stupid, though? How could that be like dumpster diving in cities? I, I can understand you get in, you tear things up, you throw things around. Yeah. But how can it be keeping stuff out of, out of the landfills illegal? I, I it's, it's funny. My mind. Actually, I watched another. Uh, I think it was a documentary, or, or maybe it was a blog. I don't know if it was Sweden or Switzerland. I forget which country exactly, but they actually are importing garbage because they use it. They they, uh, they use some kind of uh, decomposing system to basically use that to power other things. Oh yeah, the methane or methane something. I mean, I don't know what it. I mean, maybe somebody else knows exactly what the terminology. Yeah. But they're importing garbage. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. Gar can you, garbage is going to become a commodity. I can't, it has yeah. to become a commodity. I mean, you've, <laughs> have you heard of the plastic? I know we're going off tangent here, but um, do you know? Have you heard of the plastic island? I, oh yeah, it's in the middle of. Oh, yeah. I don't know between. I don't know the Indian Ocean and something. I have no idea, but it's just oh, plastic. All the majors have it. Yeah, just it's 
just a big swirl of plastic. Yeah, and, and I heard there's a company going out there with some machine, but because it's so thick, they can't do it. But they're trying to profit on that somehow. They just can't because, I don't know, the salt water and the wildlife oh. or whatever. You know, plastic, There, I saw one guy, he was collecting plastic because plastic is oil. Yeah. You know, you can break it back down into the oil, then you've got a gold mine. So, I mean, I but, think this well, is I've the got, future. I mean, it's, it's the past it's and it's the future. Trash is a commodity. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I get it. I got uh, a couple things just to, to remind people. It's it's April. Uh, we're getting into golf and summer season. That's right. You know, so so think ahead on on that aspect of it. Um, let's see. And then one me and you kind of chuckled about if you're going to sell on Facebook, have a decent profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your dog up there. Don't put your, you know, your cat. Don't put something offensive because that might cost you a sell. Yeah, especially if you're going to meet somebody and you look, I mean, they, you don't have a picture of yourself or you look scary, then uh, <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying don't change yourself or don't uh, don't keep yourself protected, but there's a reason it's called Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put your face on it. Not a picture of, uh, you know, your cat. Not a picture of a skull, not a picture <laughs> of, you know, if, and that. If nope. I think we lost him there, but I think what Russ is telling me about is he looked at a local uh, Facebook. He was showing me a picture of a local Facebook group and there was a lady, or I think it was a lady that was advertising something. And uh, let's just say the picture was uh, kind of scary. So, I mean, if you're going to advertise something you want to sell, uh, you might want to, I don't know, make it look like something that uh, people want to talk to you about. Uh, Russ, I was just telling him about the, the kind of a description of the picture you showed me of the lady on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know who she is or what. <laughs> I don't want to be ugly, but it was, it was bad. It was bad. It was scary. I mean, I, I you know, uh, I don't want to make fun of anybody because I'm no, I'm no one to was, talk. But uh, yeah, but it was, it was, it was almost like you. It's hard to explain. It was scary. It was like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to deal with that person. You it know? almost looked like something you'd see on the wall at a police station, <laughs> like. <laughs> and, and yeah you hate to make but it was a great example of like and this person you know had a lot to resell and was just was just like and i'm sure she's probably thinking nobody's answering my ads well yeah you know I, I just kind of think you don't don't have to be perfect and nobody <laughs> is but just don't scare me i mean <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make it look like you're gonna kill my dog <laughs> If we meet up, you know. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so on that note, I think uh, we're going to call it a night. Um, we uh, we do have a Facebook group. And uh, actually, I'll wait for Russ to get back in here real fast. But uh, 
I know we haven't really been too active in the Facebook group. We're going to start doing that again as we're a little bit more active. Uh, Russ, I was just telling everybody that uh, we do have a Facebook group still. We just have not been very active in it. Uh, Reseller Niche uh, Facebook group, I think it's called. I don't even know what it's called. But uh, <laughs> look us up on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we're, if you could, uh, we're on iTunes. And if you could leave us a review, that would be great. Um, good or bad, whatever you want to say, because I know we're, we're a work in progress at the moment. Well, and yeah, we're just, Hey, we're just hanging out, you know, exactly. hopefully, hopefully somebody gleans a few things that, that either somebody's starting or, you know, I, I thought of our whole, our back, our, our original taglines, research equals knowledge equals profit. Yep. You know, we hope that somebody, you know, just go out there and do it. People you got, you've got the ability uh, you've got the phone in front of you now. You know, there's there's no reason why you, if whether this is your plan A or your plan B or just some side money, you know, there's, you, it's it's there for you. And that's kind of what I always want to tell people is, man, you can do it. Absolutely. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm, I'm the dullest tool in the shed. So if you can do it, uh, if I can do it, you can do it. See, I messed up that line there. <laughs> no. All right. Until the next one, folks, uh, from I'm Mo Fremont and for Russ, have a good one. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Reseller Niche podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes.